0: The only thing worth smiling for. And the only the thing, only thing <laughs> worth smiling for. Was,
1: we, every time we always go into the key change. Like, why do y'all enjoy the key change so much? Like, nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. That's one of the best songs on that project. I, yes. They nailed that sound so good. It's so good. I saw that interview that you sent me uh, when they were talking about the project. Mm-hmm. and they were saying like they almost didn't use that song or whatever and like it was some that Bruno had written a while back I guess and he didn't hear it the way Anderson heard it. I he called him Andy. Yeah, I, he kept on I mean, saying An- it, like, And Anderson was like, you know, no, I'll Andy. do it like this. <laughs> and it's like breaking up that put on those, you know. <laughs> Sometimes that's all it takes for one person to I mean, hey here we go, life lesson. Mm. It literally can take one other person to see it in another way and go, oh shit, like, I didn't even think about it that way. Oh shit, it can open up your whole, um, your imagination. Yeah. Uh, Which is interesting. I want to jump right into this because, and I, I, I don't know if you had a chance to watch it, but I came across this video uh maybe over the weekend i guess it would have had would have had to been was a jordan peterson video and i can't remember what it was titled um you would you be able to see that i can't remember but um basically i I think i realized why people or certain people don't like jordan peterson Mm -hmm. is because he makes people Real, he reminds people that they're to be held accountable for themselves, that yeah. no one is responsible for them but themselves, and people don't like that. People like yeah that... to lay the blame and, and point fingers, and he says, basically says, look, life is tough, and you have to work it out. You have to work it out. You have to figure out a way to make it work and depending on whatever your situation is um you have to find a way to make it work he so if i reverse this even using that song in the beginning when they're talking about trying to put on a smile it's kind of an interesting thing because even in even in Jordan Peterson's lessons or lectures that he gives it is that if you it's all in how you look at it so Sure, because people will look at it and we always talk about people being nihilist or, or whatever or fatalist and just saying, well, it doesn't fucking matter or whatever, whatever. Like, okay, you can do that, but then it just gives you a free pass to be irresponsible, to be immature, to not contribute to society. But, you know, by the way, I'm not saying it's impossible but even in the song uh, they're talking about the only thing we're smiling for is you right so that you could be anything exactly it's like but that's what that's what people have to realize is you kind of create these goals it's it's it, here's the thing it's you generate the discipline that you generate the discipline what is the goal and what steps do you need to take to reach that goal. So there's your discipline. There's your, oh, yeah. Does it give, it has a certain sound when you do that. <laughs> yeah. The ASMR. Oh, um, sorry. <laughs> but, it, but it is, it is that certain, you know, whatever the goal is, and no matter how small or minute the steps are, it's it's a forward motion. Yep. I was, I, I came across a video might have been last night, on accident, I think it was in a playlist of his videos. And it's weird, because he he made a good point, he said, if you think about any time in your life that you stood still, you're never going to fall forward, you only fall backward. So if you stand still, it's as bad as moving backwards, because you can't fall forward. Because you're not making an effort. You're at this point and you just stop. And mm. just, here I am. And the only thing that can happen is you get pushed back. The, the video that I sent, the biggest thing that that caught my attention and the reason I was so excited to send it to you is he said something that we talk about all the time is... He said there is chaos. The chaos is just natural, but you can generate order within the chaos. Mm-hmm. And that's the progress because chaos is just the falling. But when you have order <clears throat> or discipline, you are progressing, you're moving forward. So if you set a goal and you make these steps toward it, Like he said, no matter what it is, even if it's very little, you know, if you look back and you go, well, today I did this and I, okay, is it more than you did yesterday? Okay, good. That's progress. If it's less than you did yesterday, maybe not so good. But it's always this forward momentum, but he was talking about not, like, you, you can't replace chaos with order or vice versa. But the trippy thing that he said, which is everything we talk about, he said, you to be kind of in the zone, or the flow state, you have to put a foot in each whoop." Yeah. Have your feet planted in order, but also have a foot planted in chaos. And you by the way, you can do both. It's like when he talks about, if um, you've heard his uh, lecture about being a, uh, a monster, mm-hmm. and he's not talking about um, literally being a monster, he says if you have the capability to be a monster and you don't exercise it, is the ultimate power because yep. you know what you could do you know what you could do I'm not saying you should or you will but if you know your capacity and you choose not to do that because doing that typically it's it's, it's on the chaos side you can go and cause chaos but it takes order to put that in check,
0: right? It's, it's, it's taming the beast, but accepting that the beast is there.
1: Right. And sometimes you need the beast. Yeah. And people don't realize that it's, it's it, 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 it folds into what we talked about on Friday, which was integrating your shadow side. That's exactly yep. what that is. Mm-hmm. You know, your capability. You could, I mean, you could be the most you know insulting rude it was i think it's if you if you say if you know something about someone but you're not going to use it to your advantage right it's like why do what i mean it's it's petty why do that i mean obviously if you needed to do, to do it to save lives mm-hmm. you might do it but if it's something very trivial using it like gossip mm-hmm. is very chaotic and undisciplined it doesn't serve you and it doesn't serve you to grow as a person and it's much like things when you're uh, when you're afraid of something you know it's it's become disciplined about it and be able to confront it uh, in a constructive way yeah because
0: Fear and knowledge is sort of the other sort of a synonym to order and chaos, because fear can be the chaos, whereas knowledge can be the order that can tame the chaos, that can tame the fear. Um, Once you have a better understanding of, of what it is you fear, then you don't, you can understand its capability, but you don't necessarily have to fear it. You can actually use it to your advantage. You can manipulate it. So there is a point in in having one foot in in fear and one foot in knowledge, just like there as order and chaos. You need them. You need them both. You can't. One can't exist without the other. Um, I, and you notice people that. Try to say like those who are in recovery from something whether it be an injury or an addiction or some shit like that and the idea ends up where they there are some that especially with with addiction recovery is where some try to push themselves so far away from their chaos that they don't even realize that they end up creating more chaos out of running away from it so you have like people that'll turn to religion and then they'll be straight hardcore straight edge super sobers and then they end up preaching against all these particular things where if you step outside of it you'll realize that just because it was extremely chaotic for for you and your behaviors doesn't mean that you have to be preachy on somebody else for the things that they're doing. They're not necessarily going to be going down your path because maybe they have more more of their foot in order than you did. Maybe you placed too, too much of, of a foot into chaos without exercising that order. I think there always needs to be some sort of um, of of balance, and the balance can only come from awareness. The balance doesn't have to be fifty-fifty, no, nah, because then that gets nowhere. It
1: fluctuates.
0: It has to fluctuate. It should. It I'd say it can go like I I like the eighty-twenty flow because as soon as you get to eighty, then you know, hey, okay, that's it. Hey, you're hey, there. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> hey, dial it back a little bit, and then then move towards towards that other part. But when people try to go full 100%, then what ends up happening is you, you lose yourself, or that idea of yourself, without even understanding that, in no way can you go completely to that other end, without without actually some form of, it's like, you can't, you can't live Without death being close by, but you can't you can't have death without having life close by either. They go hand in hand mm-hmm. so and that is another representation of of order and chaos. We think of death as the chaos, even though technically life <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> like, life is the chaos life is the chaos
1: well it, it is that's wow that's. <laughs> Well, that's very profound. yeah. <laughs> because Damn. technically,
0: as as somebody once said, you're dead more than you're alive. So, so, so right. that moment is is that moment in living is the chaos. Damn, yeah, that's
1: that's pretty heavy. What I, I think too is like, it's almost like. When you're having a conversation and, you know, I tend, this is my tendency, but just cause it's partially my personality, even if you have like a serious subject to talk about, if you're trying to be sincere, you, you can sprinkle. And I think you do this, you can sprinkle a dash of humor in there mm-hmm. because it's a little bit of chaos in that where you're saying, well, this, 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 but and like and then say something, throw some somebody off, because by the way, it's 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 that interruption that makes it. That's the rub right there. Mm-hmm. That's the friction. Is you know, I mean, it's like a ribbed conversation. <laughs> for everybody's pleasure. Uh, and when you talk about well, any anything being being a rhythm. And anything being a rhythm and so this is chaos and order rhythm so you know order is smooth chaos is a little bumpy you know and, and you're fluctuating back and forth because it's 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 like anything when you have say um, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be fair here um, I'm gonna we have a, a black noise generator see what I did there about time somebody did it <laughs> Uh, So it's always been white noise How can white people own the noise? So, black noise generator, um, African American noise (laughs) generator. And you sleep to that. The reason is because it becomes soothing. Because it lulls you to sleep. So it's not very, you know, it's not um, among the, if you want to even say, living in a way. But when you break it up with something, Mm-hmm. Then it's exciting. It's like when people, even with like, with rhythm, if you want to talk about a drum set. What makes a drum set dope or a beat dope is the breaks in it. It's not when it hits. It's like how is it hitting? Because mm-hmm. people just think, oh, that's dope. It's like, yeah, but it's what they're not playing. They give you like sneak and throw like a snare off. Remember when people started doing that, and it's like, ooh, yeah. Because you weren't expecting it, that's what was exciting about it. It was a surprise. It's like, how dare you
0: put that in? <laughs> yes. I remember. So, yeah, that, that's a good. That's a great example. I remember um, hearing like Pete Rock would do shit like that, like in some of the way that he did his drum patterns, and it'd be cool. And you're know, like, damn and then then i remember wanting to do that shit here throw it cuz we i remember when we we would be creating music and be like yo you got to put that in <laughs> like that lag yeah. and like done
1: oh <laughs> like oh damn yeah Some kind of syncopation is is very um is chaotic but it's what it, it is it's ordered chaos right? yeah it's ordered chaos but it's like oh i meant that ordered chaos it, 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 it's literally it's Cunneling is for the ears. Mm. That's what it is. It's you're teasing your ears. So it's like, let me throw that snare up, you know, like bah, you know. What you <laughs> whatever you you know, say uh you're consensually performing um oral relations on a woman and you just start using syncopation. It's like what the fuck <laughs> is going on down here? This is amazing. You just like I a Timbaland. T- Timbaland beat down here. <laughs> oh. mm. That was already a Timbaland. Did it practice. dirty dirty Yeah. He was he knew what he was doing, still does. Anyway, uh a little more ASMR for it, for everyone out there. Uh so all of these elements play into everything, so that's when you can have like I said, with anything, your your feet in in the chaos and the order. It's almost like a, a comic uh, timing. It's really in everything. Yeah, everything. It is,
0: it, it really it, is. That's why
1: people that have rhythm, if you have rhythm, it's a powerful thing because you, you can play with people like in a lot of ways, you know, um, or at least just get their attention. It's, I remember, seeing this even just years ago, if you look at something like social media uh, and and even applying this old philosophy to that is if you're always present, you're not valued as much. You You become the static. Yeah. Now you're just always there. What's special about you being there? Nothing. Because you're always there. Think about, you know, people say like, I hung around this, you know, person for a really long time trying to get their attention that's not how you get their attention be gone
0: right we, we, and then know, pop a mystery. up
1: yeah it's 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 very everything everything goes on this principle of order and chaos and you can do both and kind of keep things interesting but you know it's this is like when once again, if you're looking outside yourself for security or for validation, it's the same kind of thing because you're expecting order from everyone else. Yeah, and all you're going to get from everyone else, in 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 reference to you, is chaos. Some people will look at someone and go, "I don't know how they live like that," but that's just how they do. And it's all relative but people don't get that it's such a interesting that's why anyone that ever expects other people to just act like they want them to is very sadly mistaken i think you you may be able to manipulate people to a certain point but especially if they're not awake
0: yeah 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 exactly it's, I, I look at it as there's only a certain point that you can steer a fire if you continue to put fluid in, a, in one particular direction. Eventually, the fire engulfs everything. So you have to be careful on how much you try to feed into something or someone because there's only but so much that you can do to influence someone. You got to work with it other than trying to pull it towards you. And I, I, it's so easy to, as, as someone who is a teacher, it's so easy to understand that is there's only but so much that you can do. So much, so, like so, only but so much fuel that you can throw into a fire before the fire just puts itself out. Or it just goes get, goes into more chaos. Um, I, every every single time that I train somebody, there's there's so much that I wish that I could put in to influence to, to sort of change their perspective. But I know my limitations now. Yeah, doesn't mean that I still won't continue to try. But I know, although I set the table, I know not to hold on to the uh, the emotion that comes from not getting what i put out and, it's, and that's okay because one it it does a, a few things it forces me to sort of rethink my approach
1: mm-hmm.
0: because i don't think that anything is set in stone so it forces me to rethink my approach and take other sort of perspectives sometimes you have to show chaos in order to create order sometimes you have to do the opposite in order to get what you want most people aren't willing to do that because their ego is getting away and you start thinking well i'm not being genuine i'm not being honest but yes you are you're just not embracing your shadow in order to be comfortable with putting that particular persona out there so that you can finally get get what you want because like i think i think about when we when when we even think about trying to influence or manipulate somebody when it doesn't happen and we try to figure out why we don't take the approach of actually doing the opposite so we don't we don't ever try we don't ever think that that'll work even though deep down you feel subconsciously, oh, this, this probably could work, but I don't know if I want, it's usually the, the, the end result is I don't know if I want to go that far. Like you and I have had that conversation of like, you've, you've had a conundrum and I told you exactly how you might want to approach this and it's in a sort of a different way than you would normally approach it. And it becomes difficult. And it in that difficulty we realize it's because we're not allowing ourselves to embrace our chaos. If we believe that our light is order, we're not allowing ourselves to embrace our chaos. So that we can put that in the forefront. Cause we like you said, that sort of that that is that shift. And that can open up a lot. But most mm-hmm. of us aren't willing to take that chance because of the, our fear of rejection and shit like that. When, like, yo,
1: well, if you, what? if you're not getting what you want already, I mean, by the way, this right, been, right, <laughs> we're, not, we're not trying to give a lecture, manipulation one-on-one, but we but this could go for anything, even if it's business or whatever. Maybe your approach is is wrong. It could even be how you how you deal with yourself. Mm-hmm. How you work within yourself. Maybe you need some other kind of motivation. Um, but once you realize that and acknowledge it, and you, it, it, that, it, but it is the fear of the chaos. Also, it's the it's fear of the chaos that you think might ensue if you do what you know might actually work. Right. It's like, I don't yeah, know really? if I want all that. Right. Now I, like, I
0: got to be responsible for this, even though I desire it.
1: <laughs> right, and then, but it, it could be anything. It could be a job you want, or somebody you want to go out with. It could be any kind of thing. Or you know, and if you don't take a real risk, like you won't know. And now, now you're now you're regretting two things mm. because you didn't do what you wanted, and then you're regretting not making the decision to do what. So it just folds back and folds back. It's just by the way, that's that standing still falling back thing. I think that's why if you see an opportunity that you can you know and you I think a lot of times people know when there's things they and that they should do, and I think you know because there if you get this little uh, um tinge of uncertainty in your gut. I think that's a it's an exciting thing. Mm. Because you know you're on the verge of something. If it doesn't make you tense, then you might be like, well, you're just taking the safe route. But if you feel, I've, I've done this even recently. I've said things to people. I like to think this podcast is changing me for the good. But I have actually said things in a recent, times where I noticed uh, you get that tense that tingle of some in your gut. I don't mean, like a boner. But I mean, <laughs> it is like a, it's like a little pang of like, like adrenaline. Yeah, because like fear, it's right, it's right, You're like it? I'm about to right. say something I normally wouldn't say. And this is about to be because I don't know what to expect. Because normally, I would say x. But now I'm going to go with option two, and say y and see what happens i don't know what's gonna happen
0: i think sometimes when we are in doubt we should we should think about the most extreme shit when when it comes to decision making like it should be all right is this scenario in comparison to somebody's being held at gunpoint i see an opening to be able to disarm this person but should i now let's compare it to this 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 conversation that i'm about to have with this particular person about this particular thing is it as intense as that no then i might as well just go with it <laughs> i might as well just that's, that's, say what i gotta say
1: yeah. if you really think about the consequence right think think about the consequence obviously if you're not and i i, I think you know whether you know people a lot of people say intention doesn't uh matter but i i think it does yeah. i mean in some ways i mean it may not to the other person it's just like interpreting you know someone says something and say well i find that offensive like well that wasn't my intention well that doesn't matter it's what it was to me it's what i it's like but it still wasn't intended to be right so to the person that says today could be very sincere and like that wasn't my intention um but yeah it, 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 if you can weigh the um, benefits, you know, um, it's like doing a benefits analysis in a split second. Mm-hmm. But that's one, once again, that's one of those, you know, making a split decision without thinking about it, right. becoming mm-hmm. able to make spontaneous decisions. That, that takes practice and like, though. Right, but like Alan Watts says, sometimes you get eaten by the other animal but mm. that's okay. That's just nature. But uh, that's, I think that's what is interesting, though, is people heighten the consequence when they are in situations where it's like, what is it going to, like, because I have friends that just say anything, and it. I admire it in a mm. way. Yeah. Some ways, sometimes I've seen them put their foot in their mouth, but a lot of times I see them say stuff and I go, Damn, I wish I
0: could do that. Yeah, like my I wish I, I could do that. my cousin, he does that. My my brother, my younger brother, he does that. Um, they're sort of in different extremes. Both both sometimes can be cringeworthy. It's like when my cousin, Man. like when he wasn't married and stuff, and we would be walking down the street, and he's, he's one of those dudes that would like hello gorgeous and all that stuff which yeah. to me is okay. just corny as shit. but some yeah. people respond to it and so yep. Yep. it's like how corny is it if if, if, if it gets if he, results if he's making exactly if he's making making attempts and get results and you're just sort of holding
1: your dick in your hand watching in the corner and, or you get like you get home and you go that girl was really beautiful <laughs> it's like what um, is that what if, what if she was Here's the thing. I always err on the side. If you're not a creep and you, you are sincere, I mean, you're, by the way, you're always going to get found out. Mm-hmm. If you are a creep, it's not going to end well. Right. If you're sincere, your intentions are good. So if you do see someone and say, oh, you're really beautiful, you know, and you leave it at that, you don't stalk them right. on the way home. Well, at least you, at least you said it. At least, and by the way, what if somebody just needed to hear that? What if somebody really needed to hear that? You never know. I mean, are we encouraging people to, like, just cat call? Is that what it Like, I mean, Maybe
0: put on a smile,
1: put on, put on a smile. smile. Wow, we can, yeah, we had some great harmonies. Um, so, yeah, I, I you know, I, I, but here's what's funny is that's the way the world is. That's why everything is just Okay because there are people that do that, there are people that don't. But I think you can find a way to, by the way, I'm sure you have, Um, you have and I have for sure. I mean, sometimes you open your mouth and you regret it. Mm -hmm. And later you go, yeah, I shouldn't have. But you just can't beat yourself up over it. No, you're like, like, I did it, it's already done. Like, it's already done what it, and sometimes, sometimes saying something or doing something is worth it and sometimes it's not. You just never know until you do it. I will say this. Um, this is gonna sound really creepy after what I just said, but but I, I had this thought the other day. Um, <clears throat> because we're we're talking about talking, so it's always funny. But I realized the other day, when people talk about words being meaningless and how much interpretation we apply to mm-hmm. words. Okay, so. The thing was, I was watching this reaction video. This um, girl was watching the George Carlin bit, okay? George Carlin, for anybody that's too young, (laughs) Y-O-U-N-G, out there. Um, George Carlin was a brilliant comedian because he was a philosopher, basically. And Mm -hmm. he just said he he observed and spoke on the truth and the very raw truth that most people saw but most people were just too afraid to say it he would say just random shit where you're like yeah everybody does that um like one bit he said it has nothing to do with society but it's funny and you'll relate he said um you ever sat on a train in a train station and the train starts moving but then you realize it's the train next to you. He's like, what the fuck is that? But see, you re- I don't even have to explain it. You've been on a train and one, the mm-hmm. other one starts moving, you think you're moving. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but he, okay, so here's where the interesting thing, and it just proved his point. George Carlin was talking about language and how much meaning we assigned to it. And he was talking about derogatory names. And he said the N word. And this girl that was doing the reaction video mm-hmm. is black mm-hmm. and it threw her off. He said every other name, every other kind of a, you know offensive name you could think of. That one, she goes, ooh. Stops and goes, hmm, can't be doing that. Can't be doing that. Then hit play again. I'm like, he just made his fucking point. By what you just did, mm-hmm. you assigned that to be the worst out of all those. Well, some people would have found some of those things he said highly offensive as well, mm-hmm. but not the one you said. So why is it you? I get it because you believe that's you. You that's, assigned that see, word that, to you.
0: That's that's what we were talking about um, a few casts ago.
1: I, I, I. <laughs> um. <laughs> we could have been the outcasts.
0: Because... <laughs> um, that's why I made that point of being able to identify all derogatory terms with any human being. Shouldn't just be assigned to, oh, you're black, you're a nigger, you're, you're Asian, you're, uh, you're chink, gook, um, whatever other,
1: You'll watch george carlin's uh yeah spot you'll, you're, you'll hear span- all of them.
0: you're 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 from them. puerto rico you're or spanish you're a spic, or you're mexican you're wet you're a oh oi you're a crip um so you know <laughs> it 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 if you if you take offense then what you're really saying is that you identify with that
1: Right, you agree with it. Yeah, you cuz if you but get no, offended that is offensive. Yeah.
0: If you agree with it then you then you are identifying yourself. If somebody just like if somebody called you anything, even called you a jerk or asshole something like that. If you feel any kind of emotion towards that, you're really saying that you you identify with that. Now, most motherfuckers will argue and be like, "No, I'm I'm not that." So if, so you're saying if you're not that, so for instance, if, if you identify as whatever you identify as, and I call you something other than what you identify, you there, there's no reason for you to get offended whatsoever, unless you find some identification with that.
1: But it's, it's, it's who it's coming from, right? That's, that's the catch. But also, you don't know everyone's background either. What if someone was mixed, exactly. as society calls it, and they say it? What if somebody got really pissed off? Why go, oh, is wait. it? They're, Why? Uh, they're, their grandfather is Here, black. Here's oh. the weird oh, shit. okay. Where do you draw the line?
0: Yeah, because here's the weird shit.
1: What percentage?
0: The weird shit is that in, in, in a lot of circumstances, nigger is... One word that pretty much everybody but somebody white can call somebody else.
1: Right. Well, oh, that's yeah, that's kind of sweet. Yeah, because you can have like unknown Dominican. Yep. Uh, people Puerto Rican. Yep. Call each other that, yo. That is true.
0: Every now and then, somebody Asian can do can do it as well. That's I mean. Yeah, and and, and BTS, it's yeah, it,
1: boys or whatever they're called. <laughs> uh, whether,
0: oh, but maybe maybe yeah. not because they're Korean. So because for some reason, oh, yeah. for some reason, blacks and Koreans don't get along well. At least in in L.A. and Oakland, I don't know. <laughs> we're just going down the the stereotypical rabbit hole. Um, but it's it's weird. But with that said, all we're saying to sum this, to sum this whole stupidity up is that you should not get offended if if you know that it's not you if you know yourself and you know your worth you should be able to brush it off now i know a lot of people will come back and be like that word has and then has power based on how it was represented in the past okay when you're gonna let that shit go That shit is, that's not even you. You're not who that word belonged to in the past. Anybody that got lynched from from the person on the other end to that particular person, that particular scenario were those individuals in that person or persons. Those moments are those moments there. Those aren't your moments. Stop trying to fucking cherry pick or piggyback or for other people's fucking moments in their past.
1: Well, to me, it's interesting and not to... Well, I want to draw this parallel from, from from political or societal to psychological is what I find fascinating is everything is so symbolic now. Yeah. And if you're tearing... If you want to tear down statues... By the way, there are tons of statues or... My, Excuse me, monuments for a lot of people that probably had something that someone disagrees with somewhere. You know, what if somebody was, you know, a Buddhist, and there's a there's a statue of them, and someone's a Christian and go, I don't believe in Buddhism, take it down. But here's the thing: so one, you're it it it, it screams fragility on your part.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because,
1: you're. Here's the thing: you can't uh, tearing down a, a a statue or certain things doesn't erase the past. You know, obviously you don't have to glorify certain things, but it's it's almost like ignoring your shadow. So, to me, if you have a say, you have a monument of someone that was pretty suspect. You know, people talk about you know confederate monuments or whatever do i agree with those politics or those ideals that they they most likely represented no of course not but taking it down doesn't erase what happened no but here's the thing but taking it down doesn't make it right either right where it's like saying that didn't happen i'm not saying you, you, you should never say it didn't happen you go you know what it did but now look where we are it it's, it's almost like if you went back and you're like, Oh, I'm I kinda should not have had sex with that girl because I got the herpes, I'm gonna go back and erase her phone number Mm-mm. out of my phone. <laughs> so, but it's like but you still had the herpes. <laughs> so what's the deal? So what I'm saying is it's it, it's it's almost like I'm not saying it should be there to glorify but see, that's what people don't get. It's like, it, 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 you can only have things that glorify. What if you have something that symbolizes, a, a, like, a, like well, my tattoos is a reminder of something I shouldn't do again. Why can't that be there? Right. Because that's the discipline. That's well, why, the discipline. Well, why can't Let's we just... Let's not go down this road. Why can't we just create some new shit?
0: Like, see the shit as as old and obsolete I mean, like uh nah, this th- this shit is corny back right. in the lynching and nigger calling and fucking and and hating and and race shit that shit is so corny to me that shit is lazy to even go back and and just be all about that shit and what we're doing is we're not even trying to reach we're not remodeling we're not restructuring we're not even re- we're not even creating all we're doing is well, let's just flip the coin now. Let me now let me have a taste of what what you used to do, how you used to be. Let me become the master now. That shit doesn't get you anywhere. That is not. That's not even growth. That's just recycling and shit. And we know that recycling doesn't is is not going fucking it's not going to help much, because especially if shit is already destroyed, shit is already in, in, in chaos you put or you put new order to it by seeing things for what it is and then moving past that moving way beyond it don't continue to remind somebody of some shit like i don't even like when when people celebrate anniversaries of people's death it doesn't even fucking make any sense yeah
1: yeah that well i always say that to people cuz i'm like when people it's like you relive it again and again and but I mean, it happened. That doesn't make it less right. meaningful. You know, I mean, my brother passed away, well, almost three years ago. Your dad, mm-hmm. almost three years ago. And I kind of remember what day it was. And of course, you remember, I mean, the older you get, you remember the time of year. Right. But every year that goes by, I can't... By the way, I think about him all the time. And by the way, I didn't know your dad that well. I think about your pops once in a while. Yeah, that's just what we do. But you don't do it in a way like, oh god, uh, uh. it's like, <laughs> I mean, but that's but this is the chaos versus the order. Is like have some discipline. You have to be strong enough to let, and it's not even letting go. It's like I think I think what people are afraid of is they think if I don't mourn them tragically, like. All the time, I'm not honoring them. But would you want that for your loved ones? You know what I mean, like. And if you do, I want you to be debilitated. That's real shallow, right? I want you to be debilitated. I don't want you to be able to go on. I want you to be a sappy love song.
0: I can't live without you.
1: Well, it's 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 almost you know when another Alan Watts lecture. He's talking about love and relationships he said one of the worst things you can do is tell someone you can't live without them because if someone really loves you 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 don't want that all right that's a huge like responsibility how, you rundown, like, you wanna, yes so you, now you go shit i can't i can't even let anything happen to me because they'll be you know they'll just crumble like yeah. that's really fucked up yeah
0: that's you're putting, selfish.
1: you're putting a head and by the way I've done that to people. I have to. Where you put the Yeah. Where you're like, don't you know but it's more selfish because you don't want them to leave you. Girl. Stay with me. Oh. Sorry. No, 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 no. But that's but that's interesting. So but this this is it's almost like we're we're stuck in the order of discrimination because it's familiar. Mm-hmm. And the chaos, people don't want the chaos of, like, I remember I was telling a friend of mine I, that I didn't, uh, the old trope of, like, people say, I don't see color. And they got offended by me saying that. A time friend of mine. And they're like, that's really kind of fucked up. I go, why? Like, well, you should see my color. I go, but what am I, ast- so I, what's the purpose? To go now i know everything about you because if that's the purpose that's racism (laughs) that's like if you go if you go "Uh, i want you to see my whiteness oh so i recognize that you're like most white people that my my idea of white people so you're like a rhythmless that is interesting because like when people uh, say when
0: people like when people say i want you to like so you're so you're are you part of this whole generalization of what it means to be this particular thing so, but if I say it, then isn't that stereotyping? Like, I wanna know you as the individual, not about your complexion. Your complexion means nothing to me. I wanna know you, that what embodies you, what is your persona, not the, the whole thing of your, of, of your skin complexion. Because all I know is that it's brown.
1: That's it. Right, well, I think, I think what it is is people, I, th- I think in general, and, and I can understand this, where you would say, "Well, I want you to know, the understand or understand my ancestors and things like that." And it's like, I mean, you could say that, sure, but right. also there's mine as well. But we're here now. Mm. We are here now. Mm. I'm not saying that, that that yes, that does lead us to here, but it leads me to here too, mm. who is an individual that doesn't look at things that way. So, do you well, want us the other way? Like, so I say. Uh, Kai, I want you to see my color, and I'm like all the white people. So that way I can't be mad when you, if we're on here, you got to take a call, and you go, I'm on, uh, I'm on a, a Zoom call with some fucking cracker. And I go, ah, ah, that's right. You know? <laughs> but I can't be mad about that. Could I be mad about that? I go, nope, you're right. See, this is what a lot of people are doing, too. Especially if you have guilt in your, you know, it's like, it's religion. It's like original sin. Mm-hmm. So... If you, by the way, pinning guilt on someone from birth is also like pinning any other trait on them if they're another color. Fucking stupid. It's it's so it's so primitive, and I think most people don't ascribe to it. I think a lot of people that have voices or want voices or kind of placate to the public, um, you speak. On what's safe, and I think that once again, this is people are scared to step their foot into the chaos puddle. Mm-hmm. They're still in the order puddle, which is not even a puddle, um, where it's safe to say these things and these things. But once you have a thought that doesn't, you know, follow this certain, you know, way of thinking, if you think for yourself, you go, well, why is that? Like I don't. I don't look at that. So, even this, you know, friend of mine who, uh, you know, I'm still friendly with, but they were offended that I didn't see, I, I didn't want to see their color. It just threw me off. I was like, what what is it do you want out of that? Because I don't want people to see my color. I mean, like, that's stupid. What is, because once again, if you say you want people to see it, what are you saying about yourself then? What do you want out of that? Mm-hmm. Do you want privileges out of that? Do you want pity out of that? Do you want um, more respect? Like, why can't you just be a person and then and then we figure it out from there? Right. It's like being a person in a wheelchair. It's an unmutable characteristic. Don't look at me like a fucking wheelchair person. I, I like even... Because there was like disability... Awareness or disability, pride or something, and I mean, this is probably why I'm not very popular in the disabled community. I, I'm Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <a> fucking pride <laughs> exactly. day. I don't need a fucking pride to be human. disability
0: I, I, awareness. Like, how do I not see someone who has some sort right, of disability? Because we all
1: do. We all. I, thank you that's that's what people don't see it's varying degrees but we all have them so yes somewhere I, but once again it's where do you draw that line and what do you want what do you want because you can even say when people say well i want to be seen and i want to be heard okay do you know how many able-bodied people normal quote-unquote people are not seen and heard right. all the fucking time if anything wheelchair people are seen and heard quite a bit more mm-hmm. sometimes you can't help but being seen like if I go to a fucking party who's everybody gonna remember is there a little guy in the wheelchair Well, I mean not the black guy by the way and then it's how you carry yourself that gets embedded into their mind as a disabled person that's why I always say if you come up as bitter or expecting attention or expecting privileges, then people are going to resent that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Say, yeah, I met a little gimpy guy once, fucking like an asshole. And then that's how stereotypes build. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't be no. bitter out there. Can't no. be bitter out there. You got to stay. You got to stay, uh, stay cool.
0: And stay, stay uh
1: Work. <laughs> <laughs>